Three Amazon sellers. Three Amazon sellers. Entertaining conversation with some of the brightest minds in online business. This is the one-stop shop to start or scale your business further than you could ever imagine. Ever imagine. Welcome to the Buy Box Bandits Podcast. Welcome back to the Buy Box Bandits podcast. Today we have an episode unlike any other we've had prior. It's just the boys today. and We're going to be walking through a beginner roadmap for all our listeners who are new to Amazon, want to get started, zero to your first sale, your first sale to your first 100 sales, and so on, how you can actually hit the ground running and go from you know making your first sale for six bucks to go ahead and start making hundreds and eventually thousands in profit monthly. We've all gone through this process. We all have stuff we would have done differently if we could do it again, knowing what we know now. So this will be a good introduction episode for any of you guys who want to know technically how to get your first sale and how to actually get rolling on Amazon. So how are we doing? What's going everybody? on? Feel, feeling good. Doing back good. in the stew? Back. Ah, oh, very happy to be back in Miami. Uh, feels, like, feels like home now. Feels very good. Got my air conditioning fixed, so that's good. And yes, he, sir, he, lost it. he lost his shower. He got a, he got a, he... No, I lost the bathtub. And got oh, a walk yeah, in chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that a net positive or net? No, that, that's a net negative. All no, it's a big time negative. That's, are you a bathtub guy? There were like jets in the bathtub, and it was great. Mm. The, the bath, the bathtub hit hard. It you did. should launch a private label uh, bath company. Dude, it would. The landlord told me it was like ten grand to replace it. So I understood why she didn't want to. But was it worth enough to fork that ten G's up? If I own the place, hundred percent, I would have done it. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Can't 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 win can't win them all. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So for context on when we all got started, I got my first sale in July 2019. Danny, uh, October 2019. Yeah. Or November. Um, twenty. I don't even know. What are we in? Twenty twenty two. And check your own year account. But I mean, not obviously not right now, but. Yeah, so I think March. Like April 2020, I would assume. Yeah, April, March, something like that, May. Somewhere in that range. Yeah. Yes. So, so we've all been selling now uh, for almost two, uh, like two years or two years. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just about, yeah. We're going to be bringing you guys some some tips because at, at first the, the, the learning curve is pretty steep at first. Like there's a lot of people are – giving out a lot of things you get like keepa jungle scout inventory lab like the smart scout a whole bunch of things people are throwing at you you got private label wholesale online arbitrage retail arbitrage some i'm missing um yep and and you got a lot to choose from so hopefully the goal of this is to kind of get you through what you need uh like kind of start with a lean operation and kind of get you on the on the right track yeah and like like you said the learning curve is very steep but pretty much everything besides besides finding items and like acquiring capital, you only need to do once, right? You only need to learn to create yeah. a shipment once. Mm-hmm. You only need to make, you know, you can only make your first shipment once. And just that validation that we're not just talking heads on the internet. Once you get your first sale, you can do it a hundred times. I remember my third or fourth sale I ever got. I was sitting in an unpaid internship, July 2019. Your boy was wearing some corporate stuff. I had the, I had the slack down on. Um, and even dress shoes. One of the last times I ever wore dress shoes. Um, sold a book that I got for free for 86 bucks. 
It's like 70 bucks profit or something like that. Pretty eye-opening experience. Then went on to uh, not really do, like not make a ton of money on Amazon for like the next year and a half. And then eventually kind of figured out last year over the summer and the spring. But yes, okay. So the first on the checklist to get your first sale and just to do Amazon general is you have to get a Seller Central account open, which is sellercentral.amazon.com. The verification process is more complicated than it used to be, but that's good. I, I could go through that real quick because okay, okay. I actually just opened up a second account. Oh, that's so true, yeah. pretty much you need a, a bank account with the address on the bank account has to be the same address on your store at the start to do the verification. You can change it later. Uh, and then they're going to send a postcard via UPS to that address. And I think they'll only send it twice. I actually missed the first one and I was kind of panicking. Yeah. Uh, but then that they it again. And then that didn't ver- even used to be an essential part of it. Yeah. I never oh. actually fulfilled that. Yeah. And then you verify the address and then you'll have, to, some people have to do this. I know, I know one person who just recently opened up an account. Didn't I have to do this? Or I had to do it. You have to get on like a video call with an Amazon rep yeah, and show him your passport or your license and your uh, bank account statement. And if you have to give a, an actual bank account month end statement. So if you open up the account on the first, they're not going to accept like a opening account certificate. Like it actually has to be a statement because I tried to do that and they said no. Oh, so, so you created a business account specifically for yeah, that? You can, you can do a personal account, but the biggest thing is if you do a personal account, then you have to say you're an individual and all of the names and addresses have to be the same. Don't start with any PO boxes. Just do the address that's on your license or that's, or that's on your, on your license and everything, do everything the same at first and do it right the first time. Cause if it, once you start messing up, Amazon does not care. They don't care if you, if you can't get your account open. Like they got, well, they'll, they'll never care. Cause we're, I mean, to them, we're just a number, right? I yeah, mean, they literally do not care. Not, yeah, if you they're not going to miss open, if any of us. Yeah. So do it right the first time, like triple check everything so you can get it open. Yeah. Don't sweat it. Like everyone that actually goes through it, that gets it done. Some people like really lack on it and they probably weren't going to make it anyway, but yeah. like you guys, and, and GMI. You're, if you're listening to this, you're calm. You can do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's pretty easy. And, and there's some good YouTube videos that will, that will walk you through it as well. Step-by-step. So check those but out. But it's very easy. It's like creating any other account. Just There's follow just instructions. You can walk through. And okay. all right. So once you get that open, you should not be worrying about how you're going to figure out shipping. You should not be worried about how you can go ahead and create a shipping. You can learn all that. All that stuff is commoditized. You can learn it from a tutorial on YouTube. Your priority is getting your first sale, even if that's merchant fulfilled. It's not even a bad idea. Well, well before the first well, sale. Before we get there, do you yeah, want to you distinguish gotta. between um, a professional and individual account? Do a professional um, account. Do a professional account if you're listening. Just okay. Yeah, professional account it is. No okay, if you're listening to this, you want to make a significant amount of money. And if you want to make a significant amount of money, you need to do over 40 sales a month. And we give you the information that can get you there quicker that will outpace you know, you paying a $1 per sale that if you're going to get started, should just go ahead and get that professional account. I'm pretty sure the $40 a month that it costs isn't even factored in until you get your first sale and it's just taken out of your balance sheet. So it's not like it's charged on your card or something like that. It's just factored in your I balance. Didn't see the, uh, yeah. I didn't see the charge. It used to be, they would just rip the 40 bucks. And one of my friends had it done for like three times and he kept getting declined. Did he, he even had- start on Amazon ever? No, and you you know him, but I won't mention him. But oh, uh, right. 
but yeah. Oh, that... oh, wait, oh, I damn that I'm I'm surprised that didn't work out for him. It starts with okay. Okay, all right. So, all right, so you got the on. account. So you got the account open. I like that, dude. I like that. So you got the account open. Now we need to find our first product. Yeah. yeah so this would be a three to three to seven day process, probably to get the verification open. I would think, right, Danny? Like a, it could be like a yeah. month. Could be like can, month. Okay. Well, do it now, so you can. Either way, that time is as small as possible if you haven't already. Yep. Yeah, so okay. So once you get the verification open, you gotta find your first product, right? So, and you should already have decided whether you want to go through RA, retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, uh, you know, books or wholesale. Ideally, you don't, don't start wholesale or private label unless you uh, like already have experience in that kind of field. Uh, ideally, you start something where you minimize your risk. So, it, you know, if you buy a bunch of stuff, RA or OA, if it doesn't sell because you made a mistake, you can return it within 30 days. Yes. Or if it, or and if some, some are even 90 day periods. Yeah, I think, I think it makes a lot of sense to, I think a lot of, it makes a lot of sense to just simply walk around the store and just scan some stuff or not necessarily oh, yeah. with the intention to actually like look to buy things, but just to, you know, see the fee structure, see what things like the listings are looking like and just to kind of get your feet wet and get exposed into the space. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So what are some of the, well, I mean, what, like, what's like the most important extension or thing you should be paying for? Because obviously like, you need software when you start. Nothing, right? nothing. When you start, this is what I, I would do. If I were anyone watching that doesn't have heavy capital, really wanting to attack it, which is most people want to just get their fee wet. Mm-hmm. See what you have in your house that has a barcode on it. Scan it. If the sales rank, which we'll get into in a little bit, if it's under like a million, just list it. Merchant fulfilled, which is seller fulfilled. See if it sells, right? That goes for books. You know, people have stuff. You maybe unopened birthday gifts or whatever that you don't want right, it yeah. just be clutter in general but there's a lot of stuff you have that probably has value secondhand like pretty much most books have value most books that have some, come out in the last few years well it doesn't not it's not that you would buy them profitably but when you don't yeah. want them and you have zero buy costs yeah yeah i um, think what what daniel was trying to allude to was is keepa right keepa is going to be your first major threshold right. in terms of learning something new right you're going to want to download keepa and it's, it's very it 18, underpriced. It's what is eighteen twenty dollars a month. It was tw- the exchange rate. It's twenty one. It's like, twenty one dollars. The month. value that Keepa provides is astronomical to the amount of money it costs. I mean, Even put it this up, way: if it was five six hundred dollars a month, we would all have to buy it. It's an essential. It's an absolutely essential part of the business. I- I'm kind of surprised what, Amazon doesn't have a version of it themselves. Yeah, that is very weird. Yeah, I feel like I'm surprised be- someone hasn't come up with some sort of version. If you think across the the software space, the landscape, keep, there's keep multiples of just, everything. I know, it, but there's I think multiples keep of everything. Just so cheap. Keep is just so cheap. I don't know, and they have so much data too. They, they, yeah, must have, they, might, they might have some handshake agreement with Amazon that kind of yeah, only gives them the that's data. That's a story for another episode, though. But, okay, so Miles, I, why don't you give the, give the breakdown of what Keepa tells Yeah, so you. basically Amazon, in terms of the, the data Amazon gives on supply and demand, they just give the sales rank and the review count. The sales rank being more important, the sales rank just shows how that product sells in respect to the other products within its category. For example, the number five best-selling book is the at at that time that instantaneous moment in time how that book's performance compared to the other tens of millions of books in the book category and all categories are not created equal right the one millionth ranked toy is way different than the one millionth ranked book right because there's a lot more t- books than there are toys i would assume like one can only assume right 
So, and just based on the pricing, right? Books, you can buy in a thrift store for like a dollar, right? So you can pay a dollar for a book and sit on it for three months. If there's a high probability, you'll be able to turn that $1 into four, right? Especially if you're FBAing stuff. But basically learning sales rank, learning Keepa, and what Keepa actually gives you that sales rank doesn't is sales rank shows you the demand in instantaneous moment in time. The Keepa is a graph that shows you the sales rank over time, the amount of other sellers on listing over time and the pricing as well. So you can see if it's something you're going to want to go deep on. We do obviously recommend placing test orders, how that item's actually done over time, not just how it's doing right now. Yeah. And you, I saw a tweet you put out, Miles. What are the three points of, of analysis for every purchasing decision? Yeah. So don't worry too much about this if you're new. Like if you're new, just list what books you have, stuff like that. Just merchant field, I would say, just to get a, a first sale. But yeah, what you can buy it for, what it actually sells for, which is shown in Kiba, not what it's listed for, what it actually sells for, which you can see in that Kiba chart that's going up and down. If the sales rank's going up and down, if the sales rank's going down, it means it's sold just based on showing the demand increasing. Um, and then how often it actually sells, right? Which you see from Kiba as well and sales ring action and jumps in price. Well, I guess sales ring action, but yeah. Right, and so when you're selling on Amazon, obviously we know there's two different ways to sell, right? There's merchant fulfilled and then there's FBA. Danny, do you want to distinguish between the two? FBA, yeah. Danny. Yeah, so uh, at FBA Danny on Instagram, which I should probably change to FBA astronaut. Yeah, but uh, so FBA's fulfillment by Amazon. This is how you get the Prime logo on your products, and this is where I think it's like eight around eighty percent of sales on Amazon happen via FBA products, or when it has that that Prime yeah. shipping logo. And Exactly. And that prime shipping logo derives from the fact that Amazon can get it to you with that guarantee, whatever it is, two to three days, regardless, just fast. The way they do that is by holding products in their fulfillment center, which is where the FBA model comes in. So us as sellers, we ship our products bulk to Amazon and they then pick, pack and ship them from their warehouses. That's how your items can then be sold prime, which algorithmically gives you more push to get more sales in the buy box, which we'll talk about later. So FBA stuff when you can, because you'll get sales. Yeah quicker and then merchant fulfilled is you are the you have to pick pack and ship your items now you buy the shipping through amazon it's heavily discounted it's amazing oh, it's great yeah. uh, but you when you do when you fulfill things merchant fulfilled you store the inventory and you have to be on top of when your orders come in and your order flow and then being able to send those orders out on time directly to the customer i don't know if you pointed that out but yeah it, is it goes from where you're shipping it directly to the customer whereas fba you ship it to an Amazon warehouse and then they ship it uh, to the customer when the item sells. Yeah. And there's obviously a place for both of them, but the bedrock in most successful operations, not all obviously is FBA just because it's a lot more scalable. Much and it, it really is derived from the buy, the buy box. Amazon rewards yeah, absolutely sellers for leveraging their services. Obviously Amazon makes more money through their FBA program. So in, in, in turn, in doing so, they reward FBA offers as priority in the buy box, which we'll probably get into later, but that's just a little finite detail. Yeah. But when you're in the retail and online arbitrage space and items are hot and the people that are playing in these items might not have a ton right. of capital, <clears throat> I'd say a lot of the sales come merchant fulfilled because that's the quickest way you're able to get your capital back out. Because as soon as you send out that product, it'll be added to your balance, which then gets paid to you in two weeks or, or four weeks. 
Uh, right. Whereas FBA takes some time to check in FC transfer. But uh, yeah, when the, when the products are hot and people are buying them and a lot of people are coming on the listings and stuff, Merchant Fulfilled is definitely a valuable option, especially if you don't have a ton of capital uh, starting up. Yeah, and it's it's super low risk too because you could buy something from Walmart that's profitable if you just merchant fulfill it, right? If it ends up not being profitable after a week and you paper hand and panic, you can just return that item. Yep, yep, you just you just return it. Whereas FBA, it's a much more painful process to get your items out of FBA. Yeah, and I really want to preface this that none of the stuff we're talking about has to be either or, right? I do most right. FBA, but a lot of, Merchant fulfilled people ask, like, should I do retail? Should I do online arbitrage? Should I sell books? Why not all of them at the start to figure out what works best for you? You've noticed if you listen to some of our other episodes that everyone has unique systems. We've had video game sellers, private label sellers, online and wholesale sellers, and specific yeah. episodes all doing, you know, a million in revenue, multiple million in revenue. And it shows the way that not everything has to be either or. It can be a lot of and in a lot of cases. So as a new seller, something that people will eventually come across when they're sourcing, when they're trying to find those first couple products is what's called gating. Do one of y'all want to walk us through? You walk, you walk through it. You, you walk through yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So what um, Amazon does to kind of increase that barrier of entry is they quote unquote gate categories and brands, right? And so in order to ungate something, you need to purchase 10 units of a particular item from a registered wholesaler or distributor. Um, and then submit that to Amazon, right? So it has to be um, inside that category, right? So if we're trying to get ungated in grocery, for example, we would reach out to a grocery distributor, buy 10 units of the same thing. It actually doesn't have to be the same thing. I learned that. Um, and then submit it. Yep. So, and uh, it, like Garrett said, this has to be a verified distributor. because they've mm-hmm. they So like before the, uh, the World Health event in 2020, they were much more strict. And then for whatever reason, during everything that's happened the past years, they've seemed to be very lax about ungating and it seems to be fairly easy. I think they may be starting to pull back on it a little bit, but the important thing is when you're going to get ungated in certain brands, you have to make sure you're able to get a invoice and it has to have your address, the shipping address, and it has to have the company's address on it. That's sending you these products. It has to have their name and their address on it. Yeah, and it has to be a very. It can't be your dad acting as a distributor for you. It has to be right. a real. <clears throat> yeah, and there's there's like a couple main ones that are used: EE Distribution, KD Texas Wholesale, Frontier. Front, yeah. What are those used to get engaged in? Yeah, toys, grocery, beauty. If you want specific examples of, feel free to you know DM us what category you want to get done and everything, or. Uh, if you're listening to this, you should be in uh, the free Discord I have, which there's an ungated section, which you can just ask thousands of other sellers for their opinion on something or an answer, because we probably don't know everything, but there's a good chance someone else that does. So do not trip over ungating. It's a necessary thing that you can easily get over for different things you need to. And you're very lucky to be getting started in today's day and age, because when Danny and I started two years ago, we didn't even think about getting ungated and stuff. Yeah, no. yeah oh, I mean, also good though. There's another important thing. Uh, sorry, cut you off. I'm gonna continue. Um, another, <laughs> another, another, another important thing. Miles kind of touched on is uh, join like all the free groups you can. Uh, there's a ton of Facebook groups, and and a lot of them are niched too. So like if you're selling books, um, like Caleb Roth's group. Um, I forgot. Yeah. Caleb Roth's group is really yeah. good. 
Um, and then like, there's even groups for your, like your software you're using. I'm sure there's a Kiva group. I just don't know about it, but I know there's uh miles. What's the book, uh, the book listing software accelerate. There's a group yeah. on Excel. There's a group on Accelerist. Mm-hmm. And then by the way, in these groups and, and then on the like Accelerist and other websites and tools you use, there's usually almost always tutorial videos and they're like, yep. and they're extremely detailed because they're made by the people that created this. So if you don't know how to use Accelerist or Inventory Lab, look for the tutorials on their website or the ones that are made by them. And they're- Yeah, and you can also just, yeah, search them on YouTube too in general. But the Amazon community is very tight-knit, right? Like a lot of the founders of these softwares and just other people in general like are active in these communities. You should take advantage of that because, I mean, I would be nowhere if I wasn't active in the Amazon community. We want to, you know, I've ever met each other or anything like that. Like, do not That's be true. scared to talk about it. Some Amazon sellers have a total scarcity mindset. We'll never talk about anything like that. And that's why opportunities won't come to them the same way opportunities will come to us. We're active trying to meet you guys and everything. And I'm, that literally, it kind of sounds ignorant, but it's completely facts. So. Yeah. Also, if you yeah. ask, uh, like, it, so if you ask a super specific question to like a majority of people on Twitter or Instagram that are on Amazon, if it's like, like a very specific question, because if it's a problem you're having, if it's not like, how do I find products or how do I get ungated? If it's like a very specific, if it's, a lot of times yeah. people will answer it. Like how many to place the test order and yeah. stuff like that. Like I've said this in a couple of podcasts, I think, but the quality of the question you ask in our first initial reaction oh, yeah. gives me a good indication of how successful you'll be, at least, you know, generally speaking, right? If you're one of the people who says, how do I get started on Amazon? October 11th, I say, make an account. Then November 17th, you said, how do I find products? And I said, do you have an account open? And you didn't even respond, which is some of you guys. Um, you know, it shows that there's, you know, certain amount of things you just need to be able to figure out in yourself for search on Google or something like that. Um, and I mean, we all, we all, you know, find each, ourselves asking dumb questions sometimes, but a lot of the stuff can literally just be sold by Google. Another good resource is the Amazon seller forums. Specifically, if you ever get notices from Amazon on, on different things like that, you can search Amazon seller forums and then copy and paste the notice that was given to you. You can find people that have ran into similar situations yeah. and get those. This, the seller form is really good. You'll find me under there, under uh, Danny's fun. bookstore with a rocket emoji. And I'm, I fire back at people sometimes. Very, Amazon seller forums are fun. Oh one. yeah, you were beefing with people. Um, yeah, because a lot... The, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a question, I mean, it's like almost always on the Amazon seller form because they, they, yeah. they yeah. Uh, index the whole thing. So you could go back years. And, yeah. Um, and I mean, they even promote the seller forums. I'm pretty sure. On yeah. the and they pay like people from Amazon are paid to monitor, moderate, moderate it and, moderate answer, it, yeah. and answer questions. And, um, and then there's a few people you'll see like always on it that are yeah and just i mean we kind of got sidetracked but you want to be as involved with the community in general right join the discord follow us on instagram you know get in the comments if you have any questions the closer proximity you have to people who are really doing this and everything the more success you're going to have because let's be honest you probably don't know anyone in real life who's doing this or has done it or tried it before even knows about it in general so it's just difficult to find answers for different things and by taking advantage of the free resources you have and paid out there you can really get ahead yeah Definitely. you you could, you could alone wolf it like that it's possible but it's just gonna take like five times it's and it's more fun when you're yeah. talking to people meeting people and there's just the thing is there's so many little things that you're gonna come across that are, are almost too niche to like so google and, and figure so many little things oh so like so like even just talking to someone like in person like 
be like, hey, like, do you, I'll get this, I'll get this one. Do you adjust your, your like shipping time, uh, like deep in the settings on your MF order, or your, it's called your handling time because it's defaulted to two, but you could change it oh, to one. That is such a good to... question. And shipping templates because yeah. you know someone's actually selling stuff when they ask about that. Definitely. And just yeah. in general, like I've been doing this a while, over three years now, three years, three years, January 22nd, I think was the first time I made a post on Instagram on the account. But like, I, we're here for a reason, right? Like, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. Like I make money from social media in general too, but like the relationships built, helping people, it's also, you know, very fulfilling and everything. All right. So moving along, continuing our kind of roadmap to success. Yes. So once you and have when, your account open, you want to get products listed as quick as possible. The easiest low hanging fruit doesn't even require money. Way to do that to sell your old things, your old books, your old video games. Scan it on the Amazon seller app. See what it's moving for. See how often it's moving for. Looking at the sales ring and the keep. If you're an overachiever, get stuff listed. Stuff will sell. Your mind is blown once you start getting that validation, that proof of concept, the stuff does actually sell. Yeah. Also like it, when, when things do start to sell, make sure you're, you're looking at like, like, like get keeper right away. So when things do start to sell, yeah. you can see why it's selling. Don't just like why it's selling. like, yeah. Oh, it's sold. Like you want to know why something's happening so you can repeat it. Right. And you can I, like, learn from everything you sell, like everything you sell, you can learn um, more than just obviously the information, but more so learning from the other sellers on that particular item, which I know Miles loves to talk about, but Amazon gives us the capability to see the other sellers on every single product, right? Well, so if you yeah. sell something profitably, you can go and look at the other sellers and kind of try to study their stores, learn from their stores, see what they're selling and potentially yeah, find reason, where they're buying it. Another reason why I'm just a super large fan of just reselling in is it's very low risk, right? Like you can totally start small. You don't have to commit. You don't have to place a big purchase order or spend the time setting a website. Like just get your seller account set up, get some stuff rolling. You know what I mean? If you're someone who wants to move quicker, obviously you're going to need more money and just take more action. But um, like you just want to get products listed as quick as possible because that's what actually makes you money, right? Shipping stuff doesn't make you money. All that you have to learn that. You can learn it from YouTube. You know what I mean? But it's very easy to learn. You just have to do it. Yeah. And, and all while this is going on and as you're on this journey, like you should be watching YouTube videos religiously yeah. on, on everything like tutorial, like when you're eating, like I, I remember, like I still do this I, when I eat lunch, I love to watch a YouTube video on Amazon or end to end dinner as well. Like just watching tutorial videos, having them playing in the background, like before you go to bed, watch a video on it. There's mm -hmm. and make sure to get it from a bunch of different people. And you can get a whole bunch, a whole bunch of different views and experience on YouTube. Like it's, it's amazing the amount of free content that's available for, for what we're doing. And good content, not just free, good content. Yeah, like this isn't like you're, like I don't know how much content there's on like selling mortgages or, or whatever, but like this not is- Not enough, I, I'm sure it's low. I mean, I'm sure, honestly, I'm sure there is. I, I'm, I'm really yeah. sure there is. You just got to look for it and you have to yeah. type in the right, uh, the right, the, and even, also when you have a question too, type it into YouTube. Because a lot of times videos will, will rank for your specific question and you'll, you get answered right there. That's a good point. Yeah. And especially this time of year, kind of flipping to finding stuff. Again, there's a lot of clearance opportunities, so it doesn't hurt to go to Walmart. Everyone has a Walmart near them. Go to the clearance aisle, scan all that stuff with the Amazon seller app. See if you find profitable opportunities. Like if you find something that like it makes sense that it's profitable, buy it, list and merge fulfilled. Worst comes to worst, you just return it. Yeah, let's let's talk yeah. more about finding the, the first products. 
would you guys yeah so it depends on what speed you want to move at and how quickly you want to progress honestly at this point like i might even go just start doing arbitrage straight away over books like if you're someone that has 500 bucks like it's go time like time to make money you know what i mean and to be honest if you don't have 500 bucks make 500 bucks yes exactly like flip some couches pick up some free stuff from facebook marketplace it's going to make the amazon part of things a lot easier because you won't be afraid and sure there's risk right but if if you if you if amazon doesn't work for you you won't have money but if you'll at least have that experience and you'll probably get exposed to something else and try that but if you never try anything you'll never make money yeah if you if you if you're actually at zero get a job for like a week or two save 500 bucks longer than that you definitely and a lot you know we're speaking a lot to like the team where we were when we were starting but totally get a job you know like we were all working when we started this i I was doing doordash religiously you were a dog on doordash back in the day (laughs) yeah it was easy and the bonuses were ridiculous (laughs) Uh, like i I remember making like i remember making like track practice yeah i would skip friday track practices and go doordash as like i was like a beta dasher in northern jersey in like newark it was, it was hindsight should not have done it but it worked out what is it can you define a beta driver like i was like a beta <laughs> tester for doordash in northern Jersey. so the, the bonuses were very good but anyway if you don't have money to start yeah money. if Dan, danny would leave school early to go doordash back in the day yeah i was on the grind easy on the grind all right anyway back back to it Finding your product. So if you have money, like there's a lot of people that hit me up and they have a thousand bucks to go at it. I would, you know, depending on how much, you know, it's always going to be easy. Like a lot of people that have been like, they've had a little success, but they haven't broken out to like thousands a month in sales, right? Not profit in sales. You got to start paying for leads in my opinion, or spend a ton of time watching YouTube or both preferably. But like a lot of these groups that focus a lot on seasonal opportunities and everything they're so good for beginners because they give you the opportunity to find retail arbitrage stuff using Brixie stuff like that you can sell really quick for high profit margins that'll give you validation very quickly so i know uh some of us we might disagree on that but i'm definitely a fan of that and that worked a lot for me back in last february and march specifically on the hair clipper loop that ended up making making all of us a huge bag was from one of those No, I mean, I, every season throughout the year, there's going to be some seasonal quote unquote bolo item that you can find mm-hmm. local that you can sell, whether it be in the summer, whether it be chlorine or pools or in the, the fall, winter time when it's decoration, uh, patio heaters, yep, decorations for Christmas. Um, there's always going to be something you can find local that you can then list on Amazon. Yeah. It's also, just a matter of. Sorry. No, you got it. Just I was finished. Of, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I feel like Miles. Anyway. What I was saying was with the paying for leads list, I do agree. I think at some point, if well, not leads list. Effect, if you're I just would say not leads list, I would say like Bolo groups. Okay. Stuff. Regardless, what if you're paying to get lead flow or Bolo grit or Bolo groups, you're naturally yeah. going where other people are and there will be higher competition. And so, no, no. Yeah. Co- yes. Correct. But okay. what I'm saying is, you should be looking, and if you're selling something from a Bolo group or a leads list and it's selling, you need to understand why it's selling because this can accelerate your, your mm-hmm. learning and your growth a little bit because you get an idea of what an RA or an OA product looks like and what the listing page looks like. But on the same hand, what Miles said, the leads list and Bolo groups, a lot of the times, you if you look on the Keepa, 
you'll see the sellers shoot up, but not a lot of people take action, to be honest. Like I'm sure Miles knows this. Like most people in these groups aren't yep. selling every single item. Yeah. And another a lot of newer sellers and just sellers in general ask me what's the maximum amount of sellers that i'll go after on a product if you have keep it you can see how much other people have in stock and you'll notice that a lot of times people have just have just one or two in stock so and this is this is for those seasonal bolo items that we're talking about oh yeah which i'm a huge fan of those for people at the start and just in general like definitely that they're great i mean you know don't sleep on them Aaron and I did a lot of toys last month. You can't answer that with a specific number because that's not the whole story. It depends how quickly the item's selling. Like if you're looking at the keep graph and the price is the same, but the sellers are going up, that means demand is going up. So you can continue selling at that price. But if the price is going down and the sellers are going up, that means that listing very soon is going to be in the ground because there's a lot of new people. They're going to get scared and they're going to lower their prices and it's just going to be price war all the way down to the bottom. I mean, just from an economic standpoint, though, anytime the, the sellers or the offers are going up, the price is inevitably going to follow. That's just the rules yeah, of unless, unless the Unless the demand is increasing. True, true, yes. Unless, well, if the demand's increasing, it won't, but usually demand's relatively the same. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing with this whole Amazon thing, is right? It's a lot of it is people are looking for a one-size-fits-all solution, right? Miles said, what's the maximum number of offers what's the sales rank that you're looking for everything is a case-by-case basis dude right asin by asin that's why you need a general comprehensive understanding for all this and that's why we're so big on consuming content right because you're not going to be able to ask miles one question and apply that to seven different scenarios you're going to need a constant comprehensive knowledge i think and we've seen this like there's a, a concentration of opportunities every once in a while and you just have to be good enough to stay afloat while, you know, stuff chugging along, right? And then an item comes up or something, you're on spikes up in price, or you're able to find something you're already selling way cheaper than you were. There's naturally like, you know, a few up, massive upticks during the year. We've seen that, you know, I've, I've been at pretty yep. much 10, 11 months at this point, full-time focusing on it. Like there was one in August, obviously a lot in December that really spiked up and it's just staying afloat, keeping making money during that and then taking big advantage of things that come up where you can really go hard. Like Danny, remember you buying all that stuff in the parking lot when we were in Florida, all that little things like that, where you can really make a quick bag off, off our and just staying afloat. Otherwise, you know, keeping at it and keep chugging along with stuff. Yeah. And the ASIN by ASIN, like everything, it's really a case by case basis. Like I sell products where the keeper graphs, like they don't, they don't look that, they don't look that good, but the things, the things are selling, like, the keeper gives most of the story, but not all of it. Eventually you got to list the products to see how they're doing. Cause sometimes the keeper is not going to give you, if it's selling in multiples, they only, it only knows when a sale occurs and no one knows how it's really derived. But the idea is that when it, when, it, when there's a drop in a keeper graph there's either one sale or a group of sales that have occurred in a period of time. But again, right. when you're, when you're in these, if you're in a leads list or bolo group or you're selling profitable products, you'll, you'll see what a, what a profitable keeper, like, once you understand it, you could look at a keeper graph and like we all could, and we'll know right away if the product is selling right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could tell it's pretty easy once you, once you, yeah. And it. also like not all margins created equal, right? There's some people and this is neither way, neither way is, is new, better or worse, just like whatever's better for you that focus only on super high ROI stuff, but they end up driving around all day to retail stores. There's other people that are chilling, 
using leverage capital and everything and making 30% ROI a month. There's, you know, different levels and niches you find, but the more you dig in, start talking to people and everything is the easier you'll come up, right? We've talked about the origin story we all had. We were on Zoom, you know, probably like a few night, a few weeks straight, every single night, chopping mm-hmm. stuff up about everything. Like it quickly got to the point where Garrett would FaceTime us in the morning. We'd wake up, we'd all buy these OA products together till they sold out. Like it's a lot easier if you can find some homies to do it with. And that only comes from being in the community and everything. I've seen people literally, dude, I did a console with like last month and everything. He's already making friends. He's got a couple hundred followers on Twitter. He's helping people out. He showed me a really cool thing. Um, and it's just much easier when they're in the community. And luckily you get free access to a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So we've, we've spent most of this time talking about getting started and kind of what that looks like. What does it look like taking this thing from a couple thousand to potentially 20,000, 30,000 a month? Spending a lot more and finding your own leads. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, at some point, uh, I mean, you, you just have to find your own leads. Like you could get started with the, the leads groups, uh, mm-hmm. but at a certain point, like you just got to find your own leads and you also have to be conscious of your opportunity cost with your capital. However, you're getting it. You have yeah. to be That's conscious. Something I talk about a bunch because you'll see like me or Garrett or miles talking about like, we can float. We can now we're in a position where we could float a large order at, at a 10% or 12% margin and mm-hmm. be okay paying for it and not having the money back. Whereas at the start, you can't really do that. Like you have to be conscious of yes, the opportunity. Your dollars are a lot more powerful and yeah. margin and ROI is not created equal. There are fees. So if you sell an item for a hundred bucks and you make, you know, 10 bucks profit, that's a 10% margin. But if you bought that, I'm not going to do the math. But if you if you made 30% ROI on that, some people on, on socials would say 30% ROI is low. 30% ROI is amazing when you're yeah. theoretically, if you're using if you're using credit and you're selling something within a week or two, I'll take 30% ROI all day. Yeah. My yeah. average is a little higher than that, but I'm looking to scale, man. I'm looking to sell as much as possible. I could care less uh, the difference between 30% ROI and 40% ROI, but if I'm moving 100 units, yeah, it, it's a good return. Yeah, think about it in... Uh... I guess like what the tip, what like the stock, typical stock market portfolio returns year over year. It's like, what is it, like 8%? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and we're talking about making these returns on a, on a, on like a 30 or a 45 day rolling basis. Like it's, and, and it's on demand, right. it's on demand by choice, right? That's the main thing. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Uh, Miles' computer died. And, uh, but we are back. We were touching on the opportunity cost of money. So I had mentioned uh, at the start, mm-hmm. You have to be really conscious of, and especially when you're scaling, uh, you have to be conscious of the, the opportunity cost of your money. And, um, and so Gary, you asked like tips for going, going from like, you're only selling a few products to really trying and, and scaling this thing into like, a, like it's pretty much six figure business uh, yearly. I don't know if you guys have any, anything going from like, few thousand to 10, 10 K. Yeah. So it's taking what you know and executing on it more, right? Once you're making a few thousand sales a month, you'll eventually start naturally outsourcing things. If you're doing a lot of FBA, you're already naturally outsourcing a lot of things with the individual fulfillment. You'll also want to eventually start repricing, which repricing for what those of you don't know is basically software you can put in that works with your Amazon account on your listings. You put in a minimum and a maximum. And it works around an al- Amazon's algorithm to get you as much buy box share as possible. The buy box is basically the buy it now option on it. If Amazon, if you go to a product and you'll see sold by, shipped by, it'll probably be amazon.com, 
shipped by and then sold by sometimes at the amazon.com. That's the buy box option. And you want to be in that as much as possible because that's where the majority of sales occur. Right under that buy box option is you'll see like sold by, you know, three others or four others from 17 bucks. That's where you see the other options. Those are where you can find a lot of gold mine sourcing products because you can look inside people's stores and see what they're selling and they wouldn't be selling it if they weren't making money on it. That's a little more advanced strategy, but that's worked well for us in the past too. Yeah. It's good to just kind of glance. Like I wouldn't copy someone's store like item for item, oh, but it's, cause, cause it's good to look no at. Idea. You have no idea what they paid for yeah. stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah, but and it's good to no, look at it. There's no guarantee that you can find exactly where they bought it from. That's they it, could have correct. purchased from a, a, a sale. They could have purchased in store. Like there's a lot of factors, yeah. but it's good to study. It's good to look because you can study the keeper graphs and you can understand what an, a profitable item or what a profitable item did look like at some point because at some point, some, they, someone thought it was profitable. And so you can kind of look and see where and when or why they thought uh, it was profitable. I think that pretty much entails everything you need to know to get started, to get your first sale. If you've never, if you don't have an Amazon account yet, that is the first priority. Once you have it set up, getting your first sale is a priority. Even if you don't make a ton of money on it, if you, even if you lose a few bucks on it, getting that proof of concept that it works and everything, you see that, you know, billions of products are sold a year by third-party sellers and you can get your piece of that pie. We're not just talking heads. This stuff works. This is how we all make a living. If you have questions, please let us know in the Discord, in the comments and everything. We really appreciate you watching and we are excited for a great year in 2022 on Amazon. This stuff really works. If you take action, it can do good stuff for you as well. And we will see you guys on Friday for the next episode in the morning. Goodbye.